Hey guys, a happy new year. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Do we celebrate Christmas? Yes. Yes, we do. You and just don't talk about Father Christmas or anything. I mean, <laughs> Santa. <laughs> they call Santa Father Christmas in South Africa. That's right, Father. Christmas. We will not be participating in the matter when we have children. And it doesn't have to be like. Malicious. Malicious. About it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's a fairy tale for kids. Like, we're, we know. And like, St. Nicholas was a person. Good old St. Nick. So you could talk about St. Nicholas with That's your right. God bless. children. Um, yeah, it's been almost a month since we've posted a video. So we hope that you have been well and that you have endured through the, the blizzard. The blizzard, if you had the blizzard, uh, our bees survived. We wrapped them in some foil uh, bubble insulation and they were all cozy. We weren't home, so we didn't know. But when And our pipes made it because we were worried about that, but praise God. Yeah, everything was well protected, so that was good. And we did read a book over our travels. So David Pawson is... It's an old English guy that I listened to my late teens, probably. Um, and he kind of, I've, I haven't uh, thought about him for, yeah, over a decade. And then something brought up and we looked him up again. I was like, wait, this guy's pretty cool. Well, you quoted him in our last, one of our last videos about it doesn't matter who you marry. It matters how you marry. It doesn't matter where you work. It matters how you work. It doesn't matter where you live. It matters how you live. And one of you commented on the video something about David Paulson, and I was like, I actually have no idea who this is. Scott just made a great quote from him. So I looked him up on YouTube, and then we started listening to his videos, and he has so many good videos, even if you just do the short ones. What's so cool about it is how, because there's a lot of people who, from my past, I've moved on in values. Um, you know, so there's a lot of preachers or philosophers or authors that in my early teens and early 20s that I have moved on from values-wise. So to come back to some old guy and be like, no S, <laughs> you know, we still have a lot of values. So uh, he had a book um, called Leadership is Male, talking about male headship. And so we're like, wow, let's buy it. And it's been a really great read. Just some really, you know, we we didn't need convincing, but it's just so interesting to see the scriptures that he draws from to make uh, his case for gender roles for uh, patriarchal society um, so it's really cool and it's a short read I mean mm -hmm. we finished it like I said just me reading it in the car it's only 88 pages and the font is is pretty big and it's um because it's already stuff that we're like yeah it it really just confirms biblically all of the stuff that we the dynamics that we yeah see. like for instance one thing that really stood out to me was when he he's talking about how the modern charismatic evangelical churches have women as leaders in the church as far as pastoral roles and how a lot of times the the reason that these people excuse women being in these uh, church leadership roles is because of the cultural context. And they say that uh, it was just the culture. Well, the culturally time at the time. Um, and the great argument he makes is like, when did Jesus ever care for cultural manners or cultural, you know, nothing he did was culturally appropriate. 
So why would he not, if it was his will for women to be in leadership and authority, why would he not just break that cultural taboo? And put a woman as one of his disciples. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus would have gladly done that if that would have been the best for the kingdom of God to have women be one of his 12 disciples. And he didn't even make one of his disciples a woman. And it's not to degrade women. I think that's what's really great about David Pawson's book is he's saying like there is a better way for women like Jesus was very supportive of women women and he goes into the details of all the amazing things women have done in the Bible and he says that what we thought was really cool the story about Deborah because mm -hmm. that's also another story that people use to justify yeah. women being in uh, leadership Authority. roles yeah and so she was a prophetess um, and a prophet does not teach or explain they reveal the will of God and that's perfectly fine for, for a lady to do. And so it speaks about Deborah, that she had a husband um, and that she prophesied to the man who should lead Israel and be on authority. And he was uh, not willing to go and do it unless she accompanied him to the battle. And so she said to him, well, then it'll be a shame to you. Um, you know, and so it's all very interesting of then going into the whole thing of prophecy. Well, what is prophecy? Because I've always read, you know, stories about David and uh, Saul. And it talks a lot about, you know, uh, sending an army after David and they would go to the priests and they would prophesy, you know, and then Saul would chase after David and he would meet the priests and he would prophesy. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Prophecy is the revealed will of God. It meaning the, the revealed will of God is made known uh, and it would change their, you know, so they wouldn't go and pursue David anymore. And I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. You know, what is prophecy? Um, it's the revealed will of God. Um, and Paul says in the New Testament, men and women will, will prophesy. prophesy. And so, of course, women are permitted to pro We hear God. Everyone mm -hmm. hears God. And that is what prophesying is, is yeah. it is hearing the will of God. So we can pray for people. It's just a matter of us usurping authority and being in a position of authority over men. It is not in our best interest to do that. And so, um, yeah, this is just, we really mm -hmm. liked this book. So I got it off of Thrift Books, I think for $6. So, And that goes into another question uh, we had from you guys is, what is our morning routine? What do we read with? We're like all over the place as far as <laughs> routines are concerned. We generally like to read our own things in the morning, um, scripture, books. We tried to do Advent. Um, mm -hmm. With like a book with our church. Yeah, which was who was that Sinclair probably yeah so we did like the advent reading we missed a few days of that um but that was really good and then but mostly we read together in the car so we'll pick a book together that we read in the car like we've been reading this one uh we've been reading a, a beekeeping book together before that we're reading a, a biography of a couple uh so just whatever we want to read together we'll read in the car together whenever we drive um we listen to podcasts or audiobooks together yeah um Trying to think what else. Usually our like quiet time morning uh, reading is separate. I know this isn't common amongst married couples, but we like going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. It just, it works for us. And so um, we'll like sit next to each other in the morning and have our own Bible study. We, we study the Bible differently. I like um, reading straight through and you like deep diving and understanding topics. yeah topics of things and then researching like maps to see like which 
I like that, but I don't know how to study in that way. So normally it's me asking Scott, like this morning, questions about the context of the Bible that I'm reading. So Yeah, and we'll chat about a lot of what we're reading. So if we go on, a, like we try to go on a walk every day, so we'll chat about what we've been reading. Yeah. An interesting question we had this week from a friend as well as talking about cursing. You know, if you believe you've been cursed or if... You know, things are constantly going wrong in your life or feels like you're being oppressed or attacked or whatever. Uh, is there a prayer or a is there something you can do to get out from under a curse? And, um, you know, there's there's going to be many different beliefs on this. But our belief on this, you know, so many people understand the power of selling your soul to the devil. You know, if you say to someone, I took a blood oath, I sold my soul to the devil. A lot of Christians, even non-Christians would be like, that's powerful, man. Don't don't get involved in that juju like that'll do stuff to you however when you say the opposite way of i've sold my soul to jesus i've made a blood oath with jesus i've made a blood covenant with jesus christians don't see that as very powerful um so in proverbs it says a curse causeless will not rest a curse without cause cannot come to rest it cannot come upon you now we are the righteousness of god in christ so it's not our self-righteousness, you know, it's not, oh, you went and you drank alcohol, you now invited a curse, or you had road rage, you invited a curse into your life. No, I am positionally the righteousness of God. You see that with David, even before the new covenant, David was still the, the blessed of God, even through his many, many moral failings. He understood the, the righteous position of being in Christ. And so that is for us as Christians. We are, we are the righteousness of God. And it says in Proverbs, the blessing of the Lord is upon the righteous. Or what was that? It's in Deuteronomy uh, 28, perhaps. But the blessing of the Lord is upon the head of the righteous. So we are positionally righteous. The blessing of God is upon us. What is more powerful, the blessing of God or the curse of the devil? We've made a blood covenant with God. We are now slaves to Christ. We are now owned by him. No, no curse can rest upon you. You know, in our past, you know, we were like, oh, have we got generational curses? Have we got blood ties? Have we got soul ties? Have we, it's like none of that. Deep, deep diving into history. Yeah. And, and repenting of everything we can think of and all this stuff. It's like that's a, a vast misunderstanding of what it means to have a sin nature, become saved by Christ and be washed by his blood. It's not us who has to try and find every little thing and wash it. Christ washed it. He, yeah. We are righteous. We're clean, bro. So we come to this place where someone asks Paul the apostle, he says, is it okay to eat meat sacrificed to idols? Again, people will be like, bro, don't even, bro, if you go into a Buddhist temple, you're going to get jujued, bro. If you touch kosher halal, you're going to get, it's like, no, it's according to your faith, right? So if you have faith that eating meat sacrificed to idols, stretching in a position, going into a Buddhist temple, uh, drinking some alcohol, if you have faith that that is going to curse you, then by your faith, you are condemned. By your faith, that is sin. By your faith, you are now cursed. But if you have faith that Christ has made me clean, Christ is my righteousness, then none of the stuff can affect you. So, you know, what we encourage is, and it's for ourselves as well, this renewing of our mind, right? You have to renew your mind and say, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Even when I don't feel like it, even when everything's going wrong around me, that's David again, right? David was the righteousness of God. He was anointed by God. He was blessed by God. And still he had Saul chasing after him. He was out in the desert. His family had problems. 
like things are going wrong. And Joseph, like Joseph, <laughs> you know, and so you have to, you know, Joseph's in prison, he's in slavery, he's falsely accused. All this time, you have to just say in the position of, I am the son of God. I am the righteousness of Christ in God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am righteous. I am blessed regardless of my circumstances. And, you know, you, you then have to get into a place of being like, Lord, I don't know, you know, why. Again, we've said this about marriage problems for people. There's outside pressures. There's even perhaps internal pressures of like, if we have personality or character issues or, you know, our own personal sin issues. But mostly it's outside pressures of other people's issues, other people's stuff coming against you. Rejoice, you know, rejoice, be patient and be like, we are blessed. You know, we are, God will sort out stuff. He is our avenger. God will avenge us. You know, do not take vengeance. It is, it, vengeance is the Lord's. A lot of people get all uppity about prosperity gospel stuff. Like this is prosperity gospel. I think people get angry about the prosperity gospel because those people say, you're going to have a life with no problems. There's going to be no outside pressures. There's going to be no more sin desires. There's going to be no more issues pain. and pain to work out. No, Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. There will be outside pressure. You still have the habits of a sin nature that you're trying to get rid of. And so within that, we are still positionally righteous. We are positionally blessed. You know, praise God that we are blessed regardless of the circumstances. And that's where you can rejoice. And it's from that place that your, you know, what you have faith for is what you start living. So to sum that up, if you feel that you have a curse, what do you do? Make a blood covenant with the Lord. Sell your soul to the Lord. And declare over yourself yep. that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yep. And then the Bible says, like you can pray this, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Another thing I think would be interesting to talk about, especially coming out of the holidays, would be boundaries with people. Mm -hmm. uh, how, as Christians, do you set boundaries and yeah. what does that look like? Yeah, because I think it's it's very raw. I think with a lot of people of like family time, you know, there's a, again, you're dealing with sinful people. You're dealing with past issues and stuff. How do you, as a Christian, set boundaries with abusive people or with people who, you know, as far as possible, live at peace with all men. I think that's in Romans 12. As far as possible, according to you, live at peace with all men. Um, and there's another scripture where I think Paul's writing and he says, withdraw yourself from such people, talking about like prideful or whatever people, like withdraw yourself from them. And so, you know, a huge part of boundary setting, boundary, you know, when, when you say a boundary, it can be a wall, a fence, space, a lot of people feel bad for setting up boundaries from people that are scary or abusive or just, you know. Especially if they're non-Christian because there's this lie that you're the only, you need to self-sacrifice in order to show them who Jesus is. So you constantly let in abusive people in the name of trying to be like Christ to them. But something I really enjoyed that our pastor said before the Christmas time came up, he said, you either have war or you have peace. And as Christians, we should seek peace. And in some relationships, seeking peace looks like putting distance between, because if you are always together, then if there is constant war and turmoil, that's not what you want either. So yeah, a, a good a good uh, example metaphor to use is if you go and pet a dog and every time you pet it, it bites you. 
peace with that dog means no longer going over and petting it. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, don't go pet the dog. <laughs> it's like, but I like the dog. And it's like, well, it doesn't like you. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and if the dog carries on wanting to come onto my property, then it's okay to put a fence up so the dog doesn't come into my property and bite me. You know, and it's the same way with people. Oh, you're saying people are dogs? It's like, no, no. <laughs> you could say this about your your mom's horse, the one, oh, by yeah. the way. That... Yeah, my, my mom has this really aggressive horse that would always try and, and bite me, and uh, I eventually won it over with sweet loves. It always wanted to bite Scott. It did bite me. That's so... right. I was too skillful for <laughs> so it. So I... Put distance. <laughs> from him. Yeah. And so when it comes to, you know, any form of chaos, war, stress, abuse, we need to realize, oh, this person brings stress into my life. Now, maturity says, okay, I can negotiate back and say, hey, I don't like it when you do that. It makes me feel stressed out, you know, or I don't like it when you do that. It makes me feel anxious or it hurts my feelings or, you know, I, I don't feel like I can trust you or whatever it is. You, you know, we need to address what it is. That's an opportunity for intimacy, right? Someone can say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that that was how you felt. Uh, I value you, so I will not do that anymore or I will change or uh, I'm not going to change. So how can we both manage that space so that it's at least peaceful when we are there? That's all very mature stuff. Unfortunately, again, we live in a world where it's not the easiest thing to negotiate rationally uh, amongst people. And so the easiest way is to set up boundaries with ourselves, right? We cannot let ourselves be abused and, you know, always be the one who gets, well, I'll just be stressed out. But as long as they're happy and everyone else is happy, you know, a lot of people just want to keep the peace. And that's not actually making peace. It's it's making war for yourself and trying to keep peace for everyone else. The Bible lays out a few really interesting words there. You know, it's it talks about uh, a man without self-control is like a city without walls, without boundaries. So often boundary issues are our own self-control issues. I can't control my own self. So why would I expect anyone else to control their behavior around me? You know, and am I the one abusing others? And, you know, do other people feel stressed out by me? And am, am I making demands of of people that are, that I'm not listening to their boundaries? You know, I'm not listening and respecting their no. Um, but, you know, saying no is a boundary. You know, and being able to confidently say no and, and not feel bad about it, to be able to, you know, peacefully remove yourself from from people or situations, uh, it's okay. It's good. It's a good thing to have boundaries and to avoid things that ruin the peace. Yeah, and that actually cause war and constant war. Dave Ramsey often talks about a book by Dr. Henry Cloud called Boundaries. And I think we've read it like three times. We always come back and think... We're both peacemakers. So for us, we really struggle saying no to people. Yeah. So for us, it's like, gotta read the book again. <laughs> yeah, we're like, um, it's time to relearn all of these things. So I feel like it's a book that we always come back to. But it's a, a nice thing to have in your library for whenever you need it. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day we'll do a video on all of our books. Uh, the problem is they're all still in boxes, so... Yeah, but I will say, if you do want to get into beekeeping, this is totally changing the subject, but if you do want to get into natural beekeeping, we are halfway through uh, Dr. Leo's book. I'm looking over here because we have our camera set on the book that we're reading, but it's Dr. Leo's book called Keeping Bees with a Smile, and he's the guy, the Russian guy that's in Doug and Stacy's videos, and 
his way of beekeeping is with horizontal hives and it's actually not his book he translated it from a, a, a russian beekeeper and it is so good we have learned so much and it makes us really yeah. excited for and it's a perfect time because we're in winter so come two months from now we're going to start catching swarms so if you want to get into beekeeping but you're like oh it's super complicated um I think the way we got into it, I'm, I'm, I praise God for how we got into it, but it was super complicated. Yeah. Whereas like reading or watching Dr. Leo's stuff, it's like, wow, this is really doable. It's, it's, you know, there's no chemicals. There's no sugar feeding, sugar feeding. There's no, it's like literally you catch a swarm, you know, it feels very values aligned, like being a Christian and wanting to steward creation well and not be super invasive Every time the first season we did our bees, we did the nat like we did the industrial beekeeping of feeding them sugar or moving them or trying to yeah, split the hive. And the beekeeper that would come and help us, he like just like smashed the bees when he was taking the boxes off and just disrupted them. And it always like never jived with us. And then after watching Dr. Leo and reading this book. It's like, wow, that's why it was never settled for us. There's a different way. There's a better way. Mm -hmm. So uh, Keeping Bees, I'll put the link of that book to his website. We just got it directly from his website. He sells all kinds of things, and he also gives free uh, layouts to build your own horizontal hives. Yep. So that's um, something if you want to get into beekeeping, we cannot recommend his stuff enough. It's been a huge blessing for us. Yep. So praise God. We hope you guys are having a great start to the year. I'm sure a lot of people are making New Year's resolutions and goals and plans and everything like that. Um, you know, so just to uh, encourage you guys, if you've got exciting things to uh, really make a again a, a big audacious prayers board and and put up put up your prayers for the Lord of of what you're really ex expectant uh, for this year. You know, we need goals, we need a vision to to run toward, and you know, what are the things that are going to make you excited? Uh, to do this year and we did a video on um having a vision i'll link that below as well it was probably a year and a half ago about mm -hmm. our uh, big audacious prayers board and with that is is also testimonies putting up the testimonies of good news like what are all the great things the lord has done for you what are all the wonderful things that have happened over the past years to give thanks for that yeah. um, and to expect the lord to do it again um, and we just are really pumped as well the amount of people who reach out to us through message and comments and things of you know wives quitting working out the home and coming back home and bringing kids back or deciding to have more babies or you know praise god that stuff really makes us pumped we're just so glad so keep the the testimonies coming and we just want to encourage you guys there's a lot of good stuff happening in this world don't get doom pilled don't get down and and depressed about stuff what can you control what are the things yeah. in your control this year what are the things you can influence and you can uh focus on focus on that don't get outraged about all the there's so much good happening you know when elijah's in the cave he's like lord i'm the only one and the lord's like there's seven thousand others who have not bowed the knee or kissed the ring you know it's the same for us there's seven thousand more people than we know uh that are you know just absolutely crushing it having a great time building their families their local economies building tribe building belonging and meaning and purpose and are not getting down and are not getting outraged you know about all the stuff that's going on it's like no we we build we are you know god's people here on earth and god will take care of all the stuff that we can't control what are the things you can control what are the things you can get pumped and excited about you know that's what we should be focusing on this year yeah 
And thank you so much for always watching our videos and commenting. And if you want to buy any of our organic rooibos from South Africa, we have green rooibos and red rooibos. It's on the website, which is linked below. And yeah, thank you guys. And we bless you. Praise God. God bless. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review. And if you want to follow along on YouTube, our channel is Scott and Kelly. And my Instagram page is Home with Kelly, Kelly with an I. Thanks so much. And we hope you have a blessed day.